Hello, and welcome to the Bad Clan Fantasy Football Podcast Championship Week Edition. Woohoo! Uh, we've got Rob with C.I. Whitefish and the Kegerator with Nate in the championship. We'll cover them later in the show. Um, I'm Blake, your host, joined with Tyler and Rob. How are we doing? Excellent. I see the little recording button this week, so that's good. <laughs> Always a plus, and I have to do two takes. I felt real bad about that. And then you I should. I had forgot. so much good information to give our listeners, and they they missed out on it. And I I'd be willing to guess that multiple people didn't make the championship game because I wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not confident how much they actually missed out, Tyler. You know, I was record. I was you know quote unquote recording with you, and it wasn't that much. Uh, that fantastic as it was so yeah that's true i mainly just yelled at you for 10 minutes about picking up all the quarterbacks a week after you begged me not to do that <laughs> yeah and what's funny this week um if you look at the waiver wires i mean not that people are looking to pick up quarterbacks but the top three quarterback waiver wire pickups are already on blake's team <laughs> yeah i don't I think either him. of our teams were either of the championship teams were looking to pick up a quarterback but no, yeah, i could no. that would make somebody very angry but yeah if somebody was for no real reason I mean, with Hertz, Baker, and Tua all on Blake's team in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, he's got the market there. That's for sure. Yeah, Hertz was the only one that I didn't pick up before the my elimination game. So I had, I had both Bayer, Baker and Tua on my team already. So yeah. Um, we went ahead, dive into news, notes, and injuries and whatnot. Certainly. Okay. We're gonna do a little bit differently this week, rather than rattling off a whole mess of players. We're gonna go in order of position. Start with quarterbacks. Uh, we have Ben Roethlisberger, um, non-injury, no practice today. Yeah, that's because on? that's because he was on the uh, trailer to go to the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, because <laughs> he's old and washed up, huh? Yeah, he has not looked good. Because there was a barrier at 10 yards last week that he couldn't – he didn't complete a pass further than 10 yards last week. Well, yeah, I mean, he's – and he's going to be – I mean, nobody that I know is playing him, um, but he would be hot garbage this week against the Colts. Come on. Yeah. I mean, he looked terrible against Cincinnati. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger definitely did not uh, carry it to the championship. And if he did, uh, you need a new league. Yeah, very um, true. Alex Smith limited today. Uh, he's, I don't think he would play. Do you, what, what are you guys feeling on that one? Um, that one's actually interesting because Haskins has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. The and, COVID reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, what, party at a strip club, right? Without a mask. Right. Right. That somebody posted on social media. So uh, the Redskins or the football team don't want to play him uh they pulled his captaincy and fined him forty thousand dollars today uh so if i think if alex smith is even close to playing they're gonna play him yeah um they also i mean they're not gonna endanger a smith because and i mean like a not a because his first name's alex i mean a they're not going to endanger smith because they're actually in the running for the nfc title well so is like every other team but philadelphia um so I think they, if they feel like he's close but could get re-injured, I think they'll bite the bullet and play Haskins in this game to have Smith for the final game and potential playoffs. But I guess it, they're in a tough spot, and I don't feel one bit bad for them. Yeah, that and this this impacts the players around them more than it does um, these quarterbacks. You're not playing either one of these quarterbacks, obviously. Correct. Um, Philip Rivers, toe, did not practice today. I guess he's been dealing with toe injury for a while it's the report is that he's in no danger of missing this week but you know lingering toe issue uh yeah. non-mobile quarterback philip rivers uh calling the statue yeah and they're and they're playing uh, pittsburgh who we talked about ben before um cincinnati did well because they you know they moved they ran their quarterback and we know that's not going to be philip rivers here they've got a good running game so they've got a chance um, but they they certainly don't want Philip Rivers getting um, having to run for his life, and uh, at least they've got the line to be able to to take care of that. Um, also, remember as we're going through these quarterbacks, we're not only just talking about the quarterback, and if you're starting them in fantasy, we're also talking about their receivers and the running game, just like you mentioned. So, <sighs> right. Um, I guess 
Ben Roethlisberger, if he, I mean, he'll probably play, but uh, that probably doesn't help your Pittsburgh receivers with Ben in there. Like Tyler said, he threw like crap last week and he's been throwing like crap recently. I mean, I don't know if it's better to have a quarterback that doesn't know how to throw the ball versus a backup quarterback for the Steelers. <laughs> right. You're, all, you're almost talking the same thing. Right. It, the, the problem is the way that Ben's throwing the ball or not throwing the ball, as Tyler said, I mean, it, it downgrades all of your Pittsburgh receivers by far. And we've already seen that their running game is non-existent. I mean, yesterday, or excuse me, this last week's game, not yesterday's, this last week's game where the backup got 84 yards, I think was their highest rushing total of the year by a single player. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, don't play your Steelers this week. Yeah, I wouldn't touch them. Yeah, which is real bad for um, if you're in the if you're in the championship with Deontay Johnson, he's been red hot. It's not going to be a good week to start him, which is well, really shitty. And again, you kind of talked about how Ben didn't carry you here. Deontay probably didn't either. He had that week a couple of weeks ago. Would that have been the first week of the playoffs where he got benched because of drops? And then um, oh, yes, that was last week. He was the only uh, viable Pittsburgh receiver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think if you got here, Deontay was the key to your, the X factor to your team getting here. No, I think the only Pittsburgh Steeler that you'd play that might've gotten you far has been the defense. And even that let you down last week. Yeah. Against it, Cincinnati. It, been, that defense has been falling apart with injuries. Yeah. Um, game time decision for Daniel Jones, uh, ankle and hamstring. He was limited at practice today. I guess pretty much you're looking at, Engram and Sterling Shepard are the two receivers. Well, the receiver and the tight end. Yes. Yeah. Those and are pretty much your only people that are producing on that offense. Yeah. The um, uh, Slayton. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Slayton hasn't really done anything recently. Um, he was when Shepard was out early in the year, he was kind of the go-to guy, but he hasn't done much. Um, I, I don't know that against Baltimore, Daniel Jones being there helps or hurts. Um, I no. probably think that really, I probably think really? it actually hurts having Daniel Jones be the starter against Baltimore. Cause he turns the ball over more than Colt McCoy does. Yeah. I, I'm not playing anybody for the giants this week. Um, right. Again, if you're in the championship, you haven't been relying on them unless you're in a super, super deep league. Slayton's right. actually been better lately, but no, I, you're not going to play any of them if you have any other viable option um nick mullins suffered a right elbow injury that will, will require surgery and end his season last or last week so that's no garoppolo and no nick mullins so basically your 49ers are dead yeah, actually nick mullins is having tommy john so if uh i don't know if football tommy john the rehab works the same as baseball but he's probably out 12 to 18 months if it's on his throwing shoulder or throwing elbow so they, they're probably without him for all of next year as well. Wow. And so they don't really have a quarterback. Really, their backup, backup, backup is Jarek McKinnon. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, uh, they, so that Bethard's going to be the starter. Right. So they uh, signed Josh Rosen off the practice squad. Oh, okay. Off of somebody else's practice squad. Oh, oh God. That's some desperation there. So, yeah, they basically don't have a right. backup quarterback. I mean, Beth Bethard's serviceable at – at his maximum. One thing about Bethard that gets interesting is if Kittle plays. If Kittle plays, you you he's in. He's in your lineup. Obviously, you know, they have the college connection, but every time Bethard has played, Kittle's been awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, that by ratchet, rat, wraps up injury oh, news. We, uh, Jalen Hurts confirmed starter for next week. For yeah, the one Eagles. more for you, Blake. Derek Carr uh, participated in a oh, limited yes, I, fashion I in practice. However, that that injury looked like a pretty bad groin strain, and uh, that's generally a ten to fourteen day uh, injury. With how good Mariota looked last week, um, and who are they playing this week? Uh, oh, the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to rush him back and they're officially eliminated, right? The Raiders. I don't think they're officially, I think they're still on the hunt because of um, some of the losses. Aren't, aren't they like, aren't they like the, everything has to go right from here on yes. out in order to get in. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to risk. Well, 
who knows if Carr is their quarterback going forward, but yeah, I, I, I think Mariota is going to be the starter this week. I think you're probably right. Um, quick couple notes. Um, Baker on a couple of hot uh, quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield on a relatively decent uh, Giants passing defense last week still scored pretty well. I mean, 27 to 32 for 297, two touchdowns. And he plays what the Jets this yeah, week. Yeah. Love him. Fire him up. Uh, yeah, if you have Baker on your on in your lineup or in your on your roster and you're in the championship, fucking smash him in there. He's gonna be amazing. Smash. Uh, Kyler Murray is back. Yeah, I think uh, we're we're good to say I that. So. He's over that injury, and he's. We'll talk about him more when we get to Nate's team. I'm pretty sure, but he's definitely back. So I I kind of asked this question last week in our first recording, but it's still uh, relevant this week. You know, when you look at two quarterbacks from the same. Uh, you know, two mobile quarterbacks in Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. How do you look at them for fantasy this week? Uh, Hurts has Dallas, so sig- significantly better matchup. Kyler has San Francisco. You know, how do you how do you guys rate those guys? You know, since Hurts jet- tends to get more of the designed quarterback rushes, and Kyler's more of the, you know, it's breaking down. So I'm gonna uh, take off. Well, I, I tell you, in all things being equal, you would give it to Murray because he has the more established receivers, um, more weapons, more time doing it. You know, we, we've seen Kyler Murray do it. Hertz is on two games. But there are two games where he did pretty good the first one and really improved upon that the second one. And he's playing the Cowboys. So that's the big caveat is that Dallas doesn't cover anybody. Dallas doesn't protect the run. I mean, is, is this going to be a Miles Sanders game because, and he doesn't have to run as much because Dallas doesn't stop anything up the middle or does he get, I have a Lamar Jackson type game like Lamar did against Dallas where he got back into the, the fantasy swing against the Cowboys and has been ever since. I don't know. That's a, my gut says go with the hot kid and go with Jalen Hurts. And if, if I had to decide between those two. All right, so um, running backs, there's, you know, the four big big running back news, Antonio Gibson, Christian McCaffrey, Edwards Hilaire, and Joe Mixon. Antonio Gibson with that uh, turf toe is was limited today. I wouldn't feel confident starting him this week. If you have him, I would look for another option. No, um, but if you, have, if you have Gibson, you likely rode him at least to the playoffs. Um, and if you got here, you might be going – man, this is the best team I faced in a couple of weeks. And I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm saying this out of experience right now in a different league where I have two good running backs, but man, this is, I'm facing the best team that I faced and I'm starting somebody off the waiver wire in my flex because I'm dealing with injury problems. I just lost Robinson as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's – yeah, it, it's going to be super, super hard to rely on him. Turf toe is one of those injuries where even if guys come back early, they tend to not be effective. I don't know. I, I'm going to have a hard time keeping him out of my lineup. So he is active. I completely agree with you, and we'll see when we get to the matchup. Um, I mean, he's in there for me right now, and I'm going to wait and see what Friday looks like. Um, don't Do they play – do you know what day they play? Do I don't know, but we have Friday? we have Friday football, Saturday football, and Sunday football. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm so I'm going to see what the what tomorrow's report brings. You know, does he if he stays limited or he it backscales, then that'll change my mind, and I've got other options. Um, but yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's like I would love for him if he was healthy. I mean, uh, I feel so good about myself this week, but the fact that he's not hurts, but. Um, McCaffrey, according to head coach Matt Rule, doubtful. Um, just fun fact, he's played three games this year. Yeah, um, glad I traded him. Yeah, bad news for McCaffrey owners. Uh, just as a quick aside, since we're talking about it, what does that mean for McCaffrey going into next year for fantasy? I mean, I think he's fine next year because yeah, this absolutely was the nothing. first time he was okay. injured. So yeah. you, you would have no trepidation about don't, uh, getting him in the top three like you did this year? McCaffrey, yeah. McCaffrey's the 101 going into next year. Okay. And and here, because even when he came back that, um, that one game, he was the, uh, McCaffrey of old where we saw, you know, 
in super involved in the run game, super involved in the pass game. He, he yeah. was doing everything. There were no limitations on him. He just got dinged with another injury. You know, yeah, he only played three games, but in those three games, he had 27, 23 and 36 points in our league. Right. I mean, which is, yeah, which is what you were looking for. Yeah. The big question coming into this year with McCaffrey was, would the new coaching staff use him like the old coaching staff did and just give him the ball every single time? Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes, they will. Yeah. Now I wouldn't, if I got the first round pick again next year, which people will probably, you know, there's some idiots out there that uh, cry uh, collusion whenever I get the number one pick, Nate. Um, You're supposed to cough when you say his name? Oh, <coughs> Nate. <laughs> um, however, if I, I could tell you sitting here right now, I won't take him with the number one pick next year. If I, had the I don't think pick. I would either. I would Henry. Yeah. I, I might, I yeah. might. Well, and, and part of that is again, based on our league format where getting over a hundred yards gives you that bonus. Right. Um, so now, that, now, that granted, does really help his, but... his pass involvement changes things. Right. You know what? Because Henry, if he if you got three catches out of Henry for 15 yards plus what he usually does, you'd be jumping around because that's that's an extra four points I didn't count on. You know what I'm saying? Um, he just doesn't get that kind of work. No, here here's how I know he's my 101 is because if I was at 102 and you decided to go Henry, I'd be sitting there jumping for joy. Right. Yeah, I got <laughs> because you. I'd be like, Oh yes. Yes. I don't have to deal with this decision. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't have to deal with the, uh, like, yeah. Who Henry is producing. Yeah. This is Henry's ceiling this year is Henry's ceiling. Yeah. Yes. He could do, he could hit his ceiling again, but I know, but so many times I've counted Henry out and thought, yeah. okay, what he did this year, that's a fluke guy. will never do it again. And then here he is again. And then, He's done it three years in a row, man. I mean, where he's been a top three back at the end of the season, and he's not drafted yeah. that way. Was he a top three back at the end of the 2018 season? Hell, I don't know. I don't it's not a good, it sounded good when I said it. All right, Blake. Oh, he All might right. have been on touchdowns. He had a lot of touchdowns. There you go. So, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, ankle and hip injury. He's probably out he's, for the season. Yes. Not, or, uh, he was, he could I mean, be back for the playoffs. Yes, playoffs. that was report I read is he, he might be back for sometime in the playoffs, but. It, it looked bad, but it's it was as bad as it appeared. No, and then uh, and the, ne the next one, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, Blake, not available for week 16. Thanks, Rob, for the, <laughs> the most butt fuck of trades all year long. Oh, hey, here, Rob, here, Blake, I'm gonna go ahead and just drop him right now for you so you can pick him back up. I go. dropped him weeks ago. Well, now you can pick him back up. There you yeah, go. No, if he's not a quarterback, I don't want him. If he's not a, like, I could drop uh. No, you wouldn't be able to pick him up in time. Never mind. Could I could I interest you in Kirk Cousins? Sure, I'll take him. He'll take he'll pick him up. Let's do a quick trade. Yeah. Uh James Robinson, ankle, won't practice won't practice this week. Uh he says that he wants and expects to play week 16. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. That. I didn't see the injury. I'm not sure what that what happened. It's uh it's a high ankle. It's it's for sure a high ankle. Um it was one of those where uh it was the classic, like, foot was planted and somebody rolled on him, like, you know, just below knee height. And, again, we, we've talked about these high ankle things all year where you can't count on these guys when they come back. And Robinson has the Bears. But even more than Gibson, if you had Robinson, he was locked into your lineup the entire oh, yeah. year. For sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's I one. talked about how my, my lineup with uh, Gibson, I'm struggling with that decision. Like I said, I have both Gibson and Robinson. So if both are active, I'm going to be a mess. Or if both are limited all week and then a surprise active on Sunday, I'm just going to be beating my head against a table trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. A um, couple of running backs here. Raheem Mostert, uh, candidate for IR. Yeah, he's, oh, he's got already it. on IR. Is yeah. he? Okay. Yeah. Um, Raheem must not start. And then Zeke didn't play last week, as we saw. Calf injury. Um, we're not sure if he'll be available for week 16, but Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, best case for uh, people who have Zeke shares 
is you already had Pollard and you, um, and then Zeke doesn't play again this week. Cause if Zeke doesn't play Pollard's a smash play. Um, I don't know that you're going to get that lucky. Hmm. Yeah. Um, side note as a Cowboys fan, please let's trade Zeke. I made a lineup change boys. Uh, well, last okay. injury. We have cam Akers. Uh, high ankle sprain last week ruled out Gonzo. already for week 16. Yep. Gonzo. Yep. That's a, that's another tough one. Cause he was a waiver wire darling. The, the you know, latter quarter of yeah. the year. Yeah. I'm happy. I won't be facing him this week. Um, you guys got any other notes for running backs? Nope. Okay. So we'll hit up receivers. I think as far as the injury news review, we'll stop at receivers and head straight into the matchup and league reviews. Just Cause oh, there's not that many tight ends. In classic Blake fashion, we're going to ignore tight ends again. Yeah, no, he said tight ends. Oh, yeah, there's – yeah, okay, I got you. Ignore <laughs> tight ends. Um, Devontae Parker, I mean, he was limited today, but you're probably not relying on Devontae Parker if you're in the championship this week. Nope. Um, Terry McLaurin could be an issue. Uh, did not practice today. Ankle injury. I mean, he's been pretty solid all year, hasn't he? Yeah, pretty decent, yeah. He, he – uh um he's been up and down lately um alan robinson for the bears fully participated so don't worry about him i would say uh, from that hamstring um what wait how did the, how does this work i'm reading this report which one uh, Alan Robinson fully participated practice Wednesday. The Bears did not hold a practice Wednesday, so this is an estimation. What the fuck does that mean? Solid. So, so maybe he didn't. Who knows? No, they didn't hold a practice, but they have to put in and say whether you would have fully practiced or not for injury designation. So they said he fully part- would have would have been a full participant had they practiced. Okay. Uh, Tyree Kill did not uh, participate today in practice. Um, I saw him grabbing the hamstring last week. I don't know how severe it is, but. Tariq Hill could be an issue going into your championship week. Now, last week was uh, was cramps, I thought, because they showed him on the sideline drinking pickle juice, and all the idiots out there were like, "Is he drinking vodka on the I sideline?" Like, no, you dummy! It's a tiny bottle. It's yeah. like, dude, it's obviously a thing for like cramps and stuff. Like, yeah, it was pickle juice. juice. Was it? That's what I thought yeah. it was. It was something like that. Yeah, people are dumb. I mean, well, yeah, I'm not even going to go into it. People um, Julio Jones, whatever they want to. So, um, head coach says that he's a bit closer to returning. Is he playing this week? I mean, God, if I'm running that team, why the hell would you put him out there? If if you're if you're keep if you're hanging on to Julio and you're not moving on, you're not doing a rebuild, then you want him to be part of your team going forward. If you are going to do a rebuild, you want him to be healthy so you can trade him. I mean, I don't. I don't know what they gained. They're not going in the playoffs. What you gain by putting Julio out there when he's got a hamstring injury. There's no point. Some of these teams are just idiotic. The uh, the interesting one there is, you know, we talked about uh, Pollard coming out and showing out when Zeke was gone. And or oh, and now people are like, you know Calvin, aren't you? Uh, well, no, I, I was saying, you know, people are starting to say, God, is Zeke worth the money? Should we, you know, should the Cowboys trade Zeke, you right, know, right. and free up that money elsewhere? Right. You know, there's already been talk that the Falcons need to, you know, blow it up, trade off mm-hmm. Ryan, trade off Julio. Right. I mean, you have Calvin Ridley there. Julio's constantly dinged up. Do you just, like, if, again, if you're the Falcons, do you just blow it up? Let the next coach bring in his guys. You keep, you know, you keep Calvin Ridley, stuff like that. You have a one because that's what Calvin Ridley is. He's a yep. one. Yep. I would in, in a really great wide receiver. It, uh, you know, last year's wide receiver class was really good with Justin Jefferson. Uh, I mean, Rager's good. He just hasn't. He's been on the Eagles, so Higgins, sorry. Right. Uh, Higgins, Higgins C.D. Yeah. Lamb, Jerry Man. Judy. You know, Rugs, Claypool, Ayuk. Uh, that, that wide receiver class was really good. This one's just as good coming in, if not better. If there's a year to just blow it up and see what you can get for Julio, and, you know, I, I think it – I think you got to do it. I would do year. it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat, just like I would get rid of Zeke. All righty. So, our last – my last note for receivers All righty. Uh, is Josh Gordon, set back with his uh, substance abuse. 
won't be able won't be allowed to play per the NFL in, in practice or actual games indefinitely. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly what happened there because they it the NFL just came out and said that he hadn't complied with the terms of his conditional reinstatement. So there was probably I know, you know, you hear all the stories about how strict the NFL is with stuff. My guess is is he missed a meeting or he missed a piss test or something like that, or or was late to something like that. And the NFL said, Nope, Nope, screw you. It's yep. It's over. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see next year. I can see that. Yeah. Just a, a, a pretty tragic road for that guy. I mean, yeah, he was, oh God, his first couple of years in the NFL, everybody was like, oh, he's the next Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Oh, we did miss one key piece of news with wide receivers. Uh, Juju came out and made a statement that he will, for the betterment of his team and teammates, no longer be dancing on opponents' logo uh, (laughs) pregame. That's probably smart. God. Yeah, Um, it it all works out when you're winning. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you get your ass beat, then it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have given him that little extra tidbit. Yeah, when you uh, dance on the logo and then you get your, get your ass smacked and fumble yeah. it for a negative 10-yard play. Yeah, nice job, Juju. Um, to appease Tyler, we'll hit quick on the tight ends. Mike Kiseki limited today. Uh, Eric Ebron did not practice today. Uh, Evan Ingram, calf, was limited today. And George Kittle has, quote, a chance of playing this week versus Arizona. Nice. Kittle, I mean, Kittle's the big one there. Kittle's yep. the one where uh, on any championship lineup, um, unless you unless you have Kelsey and you're just stacked and your flex is full, um, you're playing Kittle if he's active. Right. I agree. All right. So, uh, Tyler, did we pick yep. uh, the games right last week? Oh, yeah, how'd we uh, do? Somebody did. Yeah, it was Rob. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm four zero in the playoffs, correct? Uh, yes, yeah, four zero in the playoffs. Uh, Blake, you and I were each one and one. Yeah, I thought for sure that uh, Scary Terry would catch Nate choking. Yep, catch Nate. Is that his new name, Nate Choking? Yep, Nate Choking. You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to. You want to get caught in an alley with Nate Choking? No, you don't. Uh, as far as waiver moves for our league, we had only a few transactions, and wouldn't you know it, they were by the playoff team or the championship teams. Uh, Whitefish added Emmanuel Sanders as well as Rashad Higgins, and then Nate dropped the Titans D and picked up the Eagles D. All right, well, Rob, let me take a wild guess. Let me take a shot in the dark at yours. Yeah. Here's what happened on Rob's team. Uh, Rob was looking down his lineup. He had uh, – guys like Gibson who are injured. Mm-hmm. He had guys like Jeff Wilson who might not have been the starter if, you know, Mostert was able to play. Correct. Uh, he had guys like QT and Hilton who he picked up last week, but right. who don't have as good of uh, matchups this week. Correct. And he went, oh boy, I got to the championship and I need a flex player. Yep. Yep. So I just picked up guy. I just put out for guys figuring, knew I was like ninth of 10th or whatever for a waiver pickup. It was like, I'll throw... I don't have any money left, so I threw a waiver pickup at two of them, and nobody claimed, so I got both. Um, so it's like, hell with it. Why not? Can't hurt. And the Eagles D is playing Dallas this week. Yeah, and so I, I can see why Nate did that, too. Um, yeah, I see. have thoughts about that, but I'll save them until the matchup. All right. Uh, when the hell did – oh, there we go. So, yeah, last last time they played Dallas, they had a defensive touchdown, two fumbles, four sacks, and a safety. So that's pretty that was against – that was also against Danucci. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I won't save him. My thought was uh, Nate looked back. I'm, I guarantee you, Nate looked back and said, what did the Eagles do last time against Dallas? Uh, 21 points. Yeah. Nate, that that's not happening again. That's just <laughs> flat out not happening again. Dallas uh, is a different team. And so is the Eagles defense. Right. They still may be without a couple of their uh, back end guys who were out last week. So we'll see, but there's, there's better defenses out there to pick up. Yeah. All right. All right, so we'll move into the championship matchup here. Let's uh, do it. The Whitefish, CL Whitefish, was 8-5 and five in the regular season. Currently projected 171.9. The Kegerator was 9-4 in the regular season. Currently projected 144.9. So uh, as a quote from Nate last night that we heard, um, I set my best playable lineup, and I'm still projected to lose by 30, so that's great. 
Uh, so we'll dive right in for quarterbacks. See how Whitefish is going with Tom Brady at Detroit versus Kyler Murray against San Francisco. Well, uh, Brady's volatile. I know. Um, <laughs> and But he's volatile and has a really great matchup. So I don't hate the Brady play. Uh, you're playing him over Lamar, but I don't, I don't hate that. Um, Lamar's your floor play. Brady's your stealing play, I think. Uh, but Lamar has been kind of – Lamar's been turning it on lately. I know. I, I Okay, go ahead. You finish it out. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Lamar's had, uh, what, mid-30s, mid-30s, and above 40. Yeah. The last three. Brady's had 45, 20, 37, 22, 37. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think you're in the same boat either way. You have great matchups either way. Lamar, Lamar has a higher floor, but Brady could have the higher ceiling. Um, on the Kyler side, I mean, you, you play who you, who got you here yep. with Kyler and yep. you don't look back. And like Blake said, he's, he's back to being what you need him to be. So this is an easy play and I'm going Kyler here, Kyler here, just because I don't even want to, it's gross to play the matchups or to play the Brady versus Lamar uh, thing and probably get it wrong no matter what you do. Right. So I'm going to agree. I'm probably going to go Kyler here and it may change before Saturday. I might go to Lamar here. Here's the only problem I have with Lamar. The giants, even though they didn't do well last week, they were without their best corner who uh, was it? Is it, was he out with a concussion or was it COVID? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Well, okay. So if he's, if he's back, that takes away Brown to me. And then it's dink and dunk. And you hope he runs a lot. I, I don't know if I can just depend on Lamar Jackson's running where against Detroit, I mean, they are a bottom barrel pass defense right. and uh, Rojo's still not going to play. And even though Blake loves Fournette, the kid isn't doing that great. He's getting touchdowns because they give it to him at the one five times, but it's not because he's running in 30 yard gains. So I don't think they have a run game. And I think the only way they're moving the ball is passing. And so, yes, I'm playing the matchup here, yeah. um, but I, I'm still going to take Kyler. Brady had two receivers uh, tackled inside the five yard line, which then turned into Fournette touchdowns last week. Right. Um, so Brady could have been the quarterback one last week, had those two been touchdowns and Fournette could have been irrelevant last week. And that could be what happens this week yeah. because my, my, the problem I have is Detroit is a t- bottom rushing team. Right. Yeah. God, I wish right. Lamar was playing Detroit. This the the one thing good. I will say to your comment about how Lamar could be turned into dink and dunk with Brown being locked down the last three games, when I said he's been 31, 44 and 37, yeah, he has he's had passer. 107 passing yards, 163 passing yards, and 243 passing yards. Yes, you don't, you don't need the passing with Lamar as I long know. as he goes over a hundo. As long as he ground. gets the touchdowns, right? Yeah, and yeah, so even honestly, the corner being back for the Giants, yeah, it helps the Giants' defense, but it doesn't change what I think about Lamar that much, just yeah. because he uses the tight end so much, that sort of thing. I like I said, I'm. I might change this. So uh, a little bit of news we just got is Miles Gaskin for the Dolphins has been activated off the COVID I, COVID reserve list. So if you have Miles Gaskin, I think he's a always a good play as long as he's healthy. Oh God! Uh, so let's move into the running backs in this what matchup. The fuck was that? Me? Yes, you. That's me. That's me looking at this. Who should I start? <laughs> App. I just and, liked the moan says, into the mic. Yeah, because it says 96% of all experts say I should start Lamar. <laughs> hey, we're we're sort of experts. We have a podcast people listen to. Yeah, oh, we're, yeah. we're experts. We have a podcast. Uh, and that's all it takes. Yep. Well, I'm probably changing this. Anyway, go ahead. All right, Technically, so all it takes to be a Tyler, professional is to make one penny off of whatever you're doing. And you're a professional. Listen, listen to the professional. All right. Let's, let's go to running backs. I'm done with these two quarterbacks. Derrick Henry at Green Bay and Jonathan Taylor at Pittsburgh for Seattle Whitefish versus David Montgomery at Jacksonville. Oh, and he's doing the Fournette at Detroit 
my boy Leonard Fournette, he's gonna ball out. Yeah. Um I'd so, make a water bet that he I'd have to come up with the stats in a second, but I am willing to make a water bet that he does well. So Henry and Montgomery both have juicy matchups. Right. We know Henry, uh, we talked about it last week, or we did talk about it last week, and then you guys talked about it again. Um, that Henry needs to average like a buck fifty every the rest of the games to to get to, uh, to, get to two grand right. or two thousand. Uh he he it's now like a buck sixty because he was only at like a buck forty last week. Um so and I think he's gonna get there against Green Bay. David Montgomery has looked awesome ever since. Oh my god, 30, 26, 35, 33 last yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Um and and that's that's entirely coinciding with that Bears offense getting right. Um so I think these guys are a lot closer than you well, I, think. And I think they negate each other. Yeah, I, I think so too. So then it comes down to Taylor versus Fournette. We talked about how, you know, Detroit's a juicy matchup in general, but mm-hmm. especially on the ground. And you know what? It could happen again where Fournette gets a couple of cheap touchdowns, you know, because receivers get dragged down on the one. Right. Um, and Taylor gets Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know what to think about Pittsburgh because they just gave up a bunch to Geo last week. Right. And, and, uh, and P Ryan, if you added them together, I think they got over a hundred. Yeah. They couldn't stop anything. So right. if you chose either side of this matchup, I don't think you're wrong. Correct. I agree. And I don't know where I lean. I'm going to I'm going to lean the Taylor Henry side purely because uh the highest risk in this entire matchup is Fournette. Agreed. For Fournette has the highest chance to uh break your lineup. However, like we talked about, Nate's starting uh in a hole and needs to play these high variance guys to try to get out of it. Yep. Nope, I think it's good. My heart says Montgomery and Fournette. But the only reason that makes that really that makes it really 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 close to me is the Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor are both in situations where they're really close to like hitting major mile markers for their season rushing, and I just that made that really leans towards the team trying to help them out get that you know Jonathan Taylor getting a um, thousand in his rookie season and Derrick Henry breaking two thousand. Um, Tyler and Rob, I guess. Sure. Would you buy? For Leonard Fournette, 120 total yards and two touchdowns. No. No. No? Not no. against Detroit? Nope. Would uh, not buy that. Leonard Fournette hasn't put up 120 yards the entire season. And then you're adding two touchdowns on top of that. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, I will accept the bet. Do not change the terms now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not take that. No, I have supreme confidence. And there is no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> okay. I, I saw your face just now. There are extreme <laughs> regrets. There are no regrets. I, I, I should have said very 80, good about damn it. <laughs> Here, here's the thing is, unfortunately, that's possible. Rojo's not going to play. Um, that That is in the realm of possibility. It However, is. it would be an outlier on this season. But let's be fair. Very often teams that play against me have the outlier on the season. Yes, they have this year. They have. Right. When I mean, look at like a guy like Robert Woods, who's, you know, been decent up and down when he, I played him in, early in the year, 36, his highest game of the year. I had a lot of people who played against me get their highest game of their entire life. So it's not impossible. And I mean, 120 total yards would not be Leonard Fournette's biggest game ever. No. no, but it would be his biggest game with this year Bucks and with Tom Brady and with this offensive staff and right. with literally all of the different things that he said. Right. I mean, if it happens, you know, it means that if it, if it happens, it means he busted off an 80 yard run. That That's what it means yeah. because he's only averaging like three and a half yards per carry on the ground right now. He's not being efficient. And that's Which, what Fournette's that's what Fournette has happen. always been, even in Jacksonville to get, those numbers, you know, when he had his 200 yard games, it was because he busted off an 80 yard run and a 50 yard run. And then he 
ran it 25 times for 50 yards outside of that. Right. Yep. Give me Leonard Fournette big game. I'm, I'm, I'm marking it down. All right. Yeah. The, the annals of fantasy football history. All right. Oh, of course you're marking up. in the annals. Mm. Uh, receivers. Whitefish has Devontae Adams against Tennessee, and he's currently starting DK Metcalf against the that Rams. That may change. I know you were you were talking about it the other day. Yes. Um, Alrighty. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against San Francisco, and Calvin Ridley at Kansas City are starting for the Kegerator. This okay. is another really interesting matchup. It is super interesting. So I'll start out this one. Devontae Adams is the easy leader out of these four. Playing against Tennessee, Tennessee can't cover anything. Devontae Adams should eat like crazy. He could easily have one of his 10 for 120-something in a touchdown game. Hopkins, he's great, and San Francisco is a shell of themselves, so I think he'll be fine. Ridley and Metcalf is where the mystery is. If, if, if Ridley is the one here because Julio doesn't play. Kansas City has a good enough pass defense to, to take Ridley out. We've already seen the Rams take DK out. He had one of his worst games. I am toying. A big reason why I picked up two receivers was because I am toying with not playing DK Metcalf. But I don't know how much regrets I'll have not playing a top, what is he, top five? Number fifth. Number five receiver, the number five receiver on the air that he finds a way to, I mean, because look what the Jets did last week. You're telling me that there was plenty of receivers that did pretty decent against them, right? Against the Jets or against the Rams last week, the Jets? I have to go oh, look I at that. I don't know. I mean, I'd crowd, it would be Crowder or Perriman. Give, give me a second. I mean, Crowder was like six for 66. I mean, and he's Crowder. Though that's not where... Um, where Ramsey plays necessarily, but he does play about, he does play partly in the slot sometimes. Anyway, I'm just worried about DK because in these matchups where he's not supposed to do well, he he's only done well once. And he's had like four of these the entire year and he did well one time. Yeah. I'm aware that it is the championship game, but we do have the number one, the number three and the number five receivers in our league in this matchup. Yeah. Well, gee, I wonder why. And then Calvin Ridley's uh, the number six. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. Last I, week, Rob, I don't know what the last week, um, Jamison Crowder had six for 66. Other than that, it was uh, Hot garbage. It was a mismatch. Yeah. I mean, right. Sam Darnold only had 207 yards passing. Oh, all right. Well, great. So yeah, you, can see my, you can see my dilemma here. So just based on that, I have to get to Ridley and Hopkins based on the fact that in my brain, I want to take Adams and Metcalf, but God, Metcalf, Metcalf could say, screw you. I'm the big boy in town. Like he did against Gilmore a year or earlier in the year or last year, whatever, where he just monstered him for a hundred yards and a touchdown, or he could disappear like he did the last time they played the Rams and give me three for 14 or something. Oh, uh, you mean two for 28, whatever. Close enough. Okay. There you go. And, and the thing is, is with that, uh, two for 28, uh, it wasn't even like Lockett got the love. He was only five for 66. Uh, clearly, DK is going to be the number one target of the Rams defense. He's going to yes. get Ramseyed. Yes. Um, but again, I mean, also with that Seahawks uh, offense. Right yeah, they stink. Yeah. And and Russell has been bad against good pass rushes. You know right. who's a good pass rusher? Aaron fucking Donald. Guys, I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm playing Metcalf. I think I'm going to play Higgins or Sanders. You're going to have so many regrets if you I don't am. play Metcalf. I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I can. How can I? Rob it only will be takes eating one is the problem with Metcalf. Oh. It only takes one with Metcalf is the problem. I know. I know. Um, 148 yard bomb for a touchdown, and that's that's enough. Right, and and you have regrets if that happens. Uh, I hate my life. All right. Uh, yeah, go. I'm taking Hopkins and Ridley. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I'm going to lose this matchup. Uh, Rob, did you tell you who you take? Oh, yeah, I already said Hopkins and Ridley. Okay. Based on the fact that I think Metcalf will get two. Yeah. But I, like I can't not play him because I'm a jerk if I do. All right. Uh, Tight ends, somebody who should have no questions and for a starting role in your lineup is Darren Waller against Miami. Miami could be 
trouble for him. Miami's been a great defense uh, for Whitefish. And then Hunter Henry against Denver for the Kegerator. Do I like talk at once? Well, I thought I talked first last time. I thought Tyler was going out. Just go. I like Waller. I mean, he's the focal point of the offense. Um, we saw last week, even if Carr doesn't play, that um, Mariota is perfectly willing to throw it to Waller any and all times. Um, so this could be a high target game. He might not get 150 yards again like he did recently. But I have a feeling Waller will eat here. No, I think um, – I mean, if you get 15 this year out of your tight end, any tight end not named uh, Kelsey, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, yeah. if you get 15 out of, you're happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's Waller here. Um, again, Henry doesn't have a bad matchup. It's just it's so much higher variance when you get to yeah. that level of tight end. I think I saw, and I'm going to butcher this stat, but the difference between Kelsey and Waller on the season, which number one and number two, was like 50 points over the course of the season. The difference between Waller and I think Hawkinson was number three was like 50 points. And then the difference between Hawkinson and number eight was 50 points. So that just shows you how much better those top two guys are, or how much of a difference maker those top two guys have been. Oh, by far. And I guess that, that leads me to another one. And this may be more good for the uh, post postseason after the season uh, podcast. But one of my things to remember going into next year is draft Travis Kelsey, because it seems like every year at the start of the uh, preseason, we go the full fantasy community is like, hey, remember how Travis Kelsey is so much better than every single other tight end? Uh, we should draft him higher. And then by the time draft season rolls around, he's like back end of the first early second some leagues falling to the back of the second oh i think next this time next year the one thing i want to remember for myself is if you're at the six or seven spot think about it yeah so you you remember years ago when antonio brown wasn't mentally insane yes and in a ppr league you know, everybody's taking running backs. And then around that six or seven spot, you think about taking that first receiver. And it was usually Antonio Brown, right? That's Travis Kelsey now. Yeah. Just because of the differential in points. You know, you could take a receiver there. Let's say, let's say you took Devontae Adams there. It's fine. But the differential from Devontae Adams to Calvin Ridley at six or Metcalf at five, as far as where they're ranked right now uh, for the season and where you can get them, that point differential that you, from Kelsey, even Waller's been doing great. And I think I got him in the third. Come on that. Yeah. I think he's, he's the new Antonio Brown without the insanity. Yeah. And I mean, he is getting older, but I, I think he still has at least one more year of top tier production and, you know, we'll see from there. Yeah, I haven't seen any fall off where, like, with no. Gronk, you saw some slowdown. Right. Dude still got wheels, still great route runner, still blocks like a crazy person. So, yeah. yeah. Except for last year, or in the first half of the year, when I had both Kelsey and Kittle, and neither of them did jack shit for me for about six weeks. Yeah, but then didn't Kelsey end up being the – hasn't Kelsey been the tight end one for five straight years now? Well, yeah, as soon as yeah. Blake traded him, he started doing well. Yeah, once you try, but I also got uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the Deshaun Watson combination last year, which was yeah. fucking primo. Tasty. All right. Um, all righty. So we're going to come to the tail end or the tail half of this uh, matchup comparison. We've got the flex of Jeff Wilson Jr. at Arizona. Newly, newly put in. Who's leading that backfield, I believe. Yes. Versus Chris Godwin at Detroit for the kegerator. Chris Godwin, I believe, was on Keg Raiders bench last week. He was. And he's coming off of – I mean, he's been really weird this year. Last three weeks – or last two weeks, because uh, the third week back was a bye. Two for 25 for four and four for 36 and one touchdown for 13 points. So that's 17 points in the last uh, two weeks for Calvin Ridley – or Chris Godwin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a matchup play, obviously, because it's Detroit. Um 
I'm playing Wilson strictly because Mostert's out. Right. They, they, they put him on IR. So I'm like, and Wilson came off the questionable thing. You know, he had a little ankle tweak in the Dallas game. I mean, when the guy gets um, most of the carries, he does really well. I'm just, I'm scared of all the receivers I could put in there. So I don't know. Again, this will probably, my whole lineup's probably changing before, but this is what I got right now. Yeah. On the, on the Godwin side for Nate. um, Again, I get, I get why you have the good matchup, but here's why I wouldn't play Godwin. If I was Nate, the easy one is JD McKissick has been nails. Anytime Gibson's been gone. He had another 10 targets last week. Right. Um, so that that's the easy answer, right? I just think McKissick is a better play. But the other reason is a you're doubling down on Bucks with Fournette and Godwin, yeah. which limits your upside in a week where you need upside because you're already in a hole. And B, because Rob has Brady in, you're double limiting your upside because any upside Godwin has is going to get nullified by Brady scoring right with it. And you're not in a, you're not in a, if, if it was the other way around and Nate was favored and he's like, okay, well, I want to nullify anything Brady does. I get that. But you don't want your points nullified when you're trying to shovel out of a hole. Well, and that's a big reason. I didn't mention it up at the top of the show or not top of the show, top of the matchup, I should say. A big reason why I'm playing Brady is because he was playing Ridley. Right. Uh, Godwin. I mean, Godwin, I'm an yeah. idiot. I'm looking at Ridley yeah. playing Godwin. And so I was like, well, at least with anything there, I can negate it and right. take take his flex away and make mine more meaningful. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a situation where uh, Nate and Rob are going to be playing the game at Saturday at 11.59. <laughs> They're going to be looking like, at each other's lineups. Say, did and you make a change? Quick, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Rob switches to Lamar, then all of a sudden you're going to see Godwin out of the lineup and or Godwin in the lineup and vice versa, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I would be playing uh, McKissick here. Again, I, I just think the upside's there. Godwin's Godwin's been a, either single digits or mid-teens. Um, I... He has one game above 20, uh, whereas McKissick has been above 20 um, a couple of times this year. Yes. Yep. Uh, oh, I guess it's only been once, but um, that was last week when uh, Gibson was out. So, All right. All right. So round out the head-to-head matchup here. We got the Browns defense at the Jets and Youngway Kuku uh, at Kansas City for Whitefish versus the Eagles D, newly picked up at Dallas. And Jason Sanders at Vegas for Keg. Okay, let's. Uh, Tyler had thoughts about this earlier, so go for it. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the Eagles' defense is a um, a little bit of a trap this week, just based on what they did against Dallas last time. But we talked about how that was an entirely different Dallas team. Um, I would be seriously looking at the Chargers playing against Denver. Drew Lock is good for you know a couple of picks. And the Chargers are higher variance. Again, I've been talking about this the entire time. Nate has to play the high ceiling, low floor people to try to get back. And I think the Chargers just fit, fit that mold better for him at defense. And if, if he did that, I might give this to the Chargers and Sanders just because uh, Sanders is in a dome and uh, Koo is at Kansas City and, you know, around Christmas time where – who knows what weather could do, right? Uh, but I, the Browns playing the Jets is super juicy. And are they going to have Denzel Ward back? The Browns? Or do they have Denzel Ward back? They got him back this last game. Okay, yeah. So I, I really like that. So yeah, that that's where I'm at. I mean, right. I I think I'll agree in that. As it stands right now, I like the Browns and Coup better. If a change is made, you know, I might sway that. I also, depending on weather, I'm going to obviously check the weather before Sunday. And if there's, I don't know what it's going to be like, snow or whatever this weekend, I could pick up somebody else and that that could change too. But right now, yeah. I'm, I mean, Koo's got me here. I mean, he's what, number three? 
Yeah. I think the only oh, weather no, he's the game, number one kicker. Never mind. There you go. I think the only weather game I've heard of so far is potentially uh Bills Patriots on Monday night. Okay. That game might have weather. So Tyler Bass is the big one there, the kicker for the Bills. Um, but yeah. Alrighty. So Rob, I know we've talked pretty extensively about both these teams as we went through the matchups. Is there anything about your bench that you've been considering that you have not mentioned just yet? I mean, I pretty much mentioned everything. Everything hinges on Gibson to me. If Gibson somehow cleared and has no injury designation come Friday, everything changes on this team. You know, he goes into my flex, and then I start thinking about that Metcalf thing. Oh, and my God. I think Gibson's such a trap. I do, too. But if he's cleared, <sighs> I, I mean, I hate uh, – I think he's a trap. I really oh, do. Part Again, of me I'm wants... in the same situation you are. I just, I think it's, I, it's a trap. I mean, I have Jeff Wilson here right now. Part of me thinks Kareem Hunt against the Jets could be a thing, but he's so volatile. I think Jeff Wilson is your best play. I do too. And I, and I could put Lamar in for Brady. I, again, you're probably right. It's going to be fucking 11:55 on Saturday morning. And I'm going to be like, does Nate still have Chris Godwin in? You know, it's going to be one of those. Um, I think, I think I the maybe the most interesting one on your bench is Rashad Higgins, again yes. against the Jets. Um, he's been he's been great. He's I think uh, what 11, 17, and twenty something like that. Yeah, last three I, games. I am I'm thinking. Oh, this is gross. Okay, so here's the lineup I'm thinking about putting out there. Knowing what I know today, pretend nothing changes from today, right? I'm thinking of playing Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, Higgins, Waller, Jeff Wilson, Browns, and a kicker to be named later, depending on the weather. So that's uh, basically a third of your team getting yes, swapped Yes, that out. I would change, yes. So everything's so dependent on – I. It would be easier if I was playing from behind. Yeah, I would rather would be. be in K grader shoes because then I would sure put Lamar in because that's the upside play. You'd for sure play DK. I would sure play DK because that's the upside play. Yep. Even though it's, you know, exactly. Right. I need points. I can't afford to give away points in this matchup, which is why I'm looking at maybe benching DK and putting a Rashad Higgins in there. You know what I'm saying? Now Kiki right. Cootie's hurt, so suck his nut. Is there anything I'm gonna let Tyler go first that we yeah, haven't talked ahead. about? Uh haven't talked about on Nate's bench. I know you talked pretty extensively about when we hit when we were hitting the flex up. Yeah, yeah with, with McKissick. Um you know Hooper or Henry. Um Henry's probably the right play, but I don't mind Hooper this week. Hooper um, has been just so disappointing. As if you're looking for that upside, I don't know if you can go with Hooper. But he was good, good last week coming off of that neck injury that's been bothering him all year. Uh, because if you remember, he had his appendix taken out uh, back in like week seven, missed three weeks, and then it was clearly bothering him that next you know couple of weeks where he was in single digits, missed the week fourteen game, and then came back last week and had five for forty one and a touch. Yeah, five for forty one and a touch is like we said, that's fifteen points. You're you're golden if you get 15 points out of your tight end if they're not named travis kelsey True. um and the jets also i don't think can stop the tight end but let me i mean they can't stop a lot that. of things um oh jets are dead last against the tight end for fantasy purposes and the dolphins like we talked about are like sixth so who who has the upside there mm, between I, henry and i think it's henry because i mean you just got to look at Henry's – yeah, he's played more games, but he's also averaged this close to the same amount of yardage that uh, Hooper got last week, basically the latter half of this season. And then you're just talking about who's more likely to get a touchdown, and I think it's Hunter Henry. Well, the, the thing there is, you're looking at tight ends as a whole. I believe that, that uh, Cleveland will be able to score with the tight end, but will it actually be Hooper? Will it be that uh... – Harrison Bryant. No, Harris, uh, the other Bryant. Yeah, yeah, something Bryant, yeah. It is Harrison yeah. Bryant. Harrison Bryant, there you go. It's either Harrison or Hunter. One of them's on uh, the Lions. It's Harrison. Or or um, the other guy, uh, in Njokwe, or Njoku, whatever. Sorry. No, that uh, you were thinking of uh, yeah, 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 Yannick no, no, no. from the, from yeah, the yeah. Vikings. I, I was. Njoku, excuse me. 
right? There's three okay tight ends on that Cleveland team, and any one of them could get that tight end love that the Jets are giving up. So the fact that you can spread it among three okay spots there, and uh, for the Chargers, it's Hunter Henry or bust. Pretty much. The other one that could help Hunter Henry is if Keenan Allen is out again uh, yeah. or Mike Williams being out again or limited um, right. weapons are falling yeah. over there in LA. Yeah. Um, right. The only other one on the bench, I mean, Zeke's on the bench and I get why. And I, I don't blame him at all. Like uh, you guys said, Nate, Nate had said to you guys, I'm playing the best possible lineup I can. And now we just hope. And he's right. Outside of, like I said, the Godwin thing that we talked or I talked about, I mean, he's, he's right. He's, he's playing, play, his, he's playing yes. the lineup he has to play. And now he just, he hopes Rob fucks up. Which I possibly will. All right. So let's bring this he, to a close and let's, right. let's make last, our championship picks. The last note I had. Oh, I'll oh. say it during my pick. I'll say it during my All pick. Right. All right. Go. All right. Um, let's. I, I need, it's, it's, no, I'm in. I'm in the matchup. I have to go last. Do you though? I think I, I get do. to make the rules. Uh, Blake's the host, Rob. You, Blake gets I, to tell you whatever the fuck he wants. God, well, so yeah, I'm gonna make you go first now, even if I wasn't going to in the first place. So all right. So here, are you the, gonna lose, big boy? Oh yes, I'm gonna lose because I'm gonna. As Tyler said, I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna. I probably have the right lineup here. I'm gonna panic and change it because. I'm going to say, you know what? Metcalf is going to get another four points. Fuck it. I'm going to Higgins. Higgins is going to get a broken ankle on his first play of the game. And Metcalf's going to get three for 58 with a 48-yard touchdown. And that will be plenty. I'm going to do something dumb like that. And all of K-Graders' let's go longs are going to come true. I'm taking K-Graders. Sorry. All right. So, Tyler? Yeah, um, Kegerator may be the biggest threat to Rob that we've seen in the second half. Um, even even though he's played uh, Greg twice and Greg's taken him down to the wire, mm-hmm. I felt less confident that Greg would play it close than I am with Kegerator this week because of the matchups. Rob has one of his worst matchup weeks of the season, plus his team's falling apart at the seams with injury with Thomas and Gibson going down lately. Thank you, Tyler. You're correct. Rob is, this is, this is actually really, I am really worried. Yeah. This is, this is, again, this is the biggest threat Rob has had. Rob, Rob hasn't lost since week seven, but this is the biggest threat he's had since then to lose. Yes. That being said, I'm still taking Rob in the championship, uh, mainly based off the fact that Nate hasn't won a damn thing in his entire life and <laughs> continues to be an abstract loser. And a disappointment to his mom. That too. <laughs> He'll love that. That'll be awesome. Uh, like you're I've, breaking tie here. I have been flip-flopping this entire time that I've been listening to you guys break down these teams and then even taking in my confidence that Leonard Fournette's going to have a big game, it don't take it, me. Why are you taking me? It just—it's really hard to not to. I mean, a lot of a lot of matchups in fantasy football come down to how big a running back performs, yeah, and who has the better one out of your two receivers. And I think. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor are going to perform equally, if not slightly better than Montgomery and Fournette. And Devontae Adams is going to score better than both Hopkins or Ridley. Hmm. But that being said, I have not gone with my gut with my own team <laughs> in recent, in the last, last couple of weeks of uh, this fantasy season before I got eliminated from the playoffs. And that has bit me in the ass. So I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to go Kegrader is going to get his first championship. There you go. Yeah. Any way you slice this matchup, like you said, Blake, you know, okay, so say Devontae Adams goes off and outscores both Hopkins and Ridley combined. Right. Well, I could see, you know, Fournette and Montgomery carrying or Kyler carrying Nate. Or if, uh, you know, Rob plays Metcalf and Metcalf gets shut down and he's behind in points there. Okay, well, he's got Waller as an advantage you know they're just there's so many ways this and it all depends what i decide to do with our and, and if 
where they keep Brady in there, where they play Jeff Wilson. Yeah, the best part is that this is is so gross. A Nate has a lot of his team on Saturday. Kicker, uh, potentially Godwin if he chooses to play Godwin over McKissick. Oh no, Uh, Hopkins, Fournette, Kyler, all on Saturday. So, uh, and Rob has start times all over the place. Rob is constantly going to be watching games and watching his players fail before his eyes. So yeah, uh, it this is this is going to be a really good, um, really good matchup. Uh, like I said, this is the biggest threat that Rob has seen since week seven. It is going to be a really really close matchup, uh, or it might not be close, but it's going to be exciting. That's kind of the sentiment sentiment I'm trying to get across. So right. Um, barring any final notes, you guys just got to get out there. Um, I do want to say yes. The uh, end of the year podcast is going to be sometime in the new year um we'll get it out there we usually aren't right real right quick with it uh but please if you have any segments that you want us to cover please send them in send them in to me and we'll work them into the podcast i want to make it a nice juicy one yeah yeah i mean if you have any uh any because we always do awards you know any recommended awards you know the the nick player the nick player of the year the player that scored three straight weeks and then did nothing the rest of the year but he traded for him um the uh you know any different awards if you have any i know we've uh said that we're going to do a rule change podcast we finally did one at the start of this year right. if you have any proposed rule changes that you want us to cover because this is the time to do them while we're all still you know fresh not dead uh and thinking about this stuff you know yeah anything you want us to talk about let us know yeah uh please i mean anything will be welcome and we'll, anything will be under consideration i mean you know I really want, like I said, I want to make it a big fat, big fat one. So mm. uh, we need, we're going to need some content and I would love to hear from you guys. So anything else? Otherwise, let's have Huey Lewis play us out. Down.